I would love to bring greeting from New Life Fellowship in Cambodia to you all. And thank you, Pastor Wilson. Thank you to the leadership of Grace for giving me the opportunity to share what God is doing in Cambodia as well. I'd really like the theme um, of this convention, mission conventions this weekend. That's saying, every Gracians. I like this new word, Gracians. Uh, for every nations. Just the theme itself and the flags reminded me of the atmosphere in heaven. When God, I mean, I have not yet been there, but in the Bible <laughs> that you read, reminded us that there, there are different tongues, people from, from different families worshiping together. I think God is inviting us to do something here, now, while we are on earth, to invest into eternity, is to bring people, is to bring the gospel to people from every nation, from every tongue. Amen? From every culture. And God didn't ask us to change the culture, but God asked us to bring the good news to every culture, to every tongue, to every language. Amen? I would love to share with you a story when Jesus was in a crowd, and then there was a conversation going on, and one man asked him to do something, to say something to his brother, is to provide or divide the inheritance to him. And then Jesus started talking to him about something, to the crowd, about something more important than just the inheritance. In Luke chapter 12, verse 16, and he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an, an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what I shall do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. This guy has a lot of grain. He has some surplus grains. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever store up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. I strongly believe that this man is a good man in the parable. This man didn't do anything wrong. This man was the righteous man. I also believe that this man has been working hard on the ground. That's why the ground yield him a very, very good harvest. But God is, is saying something that is more important than just rest, than just take life easy, than just eat, than just drink, than just enjoy whatever's available on earth. I strongly believe that God is saying soul is something that is more important if he loses. If he loses it, and that's it. Nothing can save him. Nothing can get him back to his life. I think God is inviting us 
that it is more important that our name is written in the book of life. Luke chapter 10 and verse 20, there was one time that the disciple was sent out to share the gospel. They came back very excited. They came back even though the devil would submit to them in the name of Jesus. They really enjoy it. They really enjoy the fruit of the work. But there's something that God, that Jesus told him, told the disciples, that actually there is something more important than the devil submitting to you in my name. Is the people's name that you brought the gospel to, that their name is written in the book of life. And then if you look at the parable, it continues. Jesus starting to tell uh, more in verse 22 about life is more important than the body. You don't have to always think of your body because if you lose your life, I mean, you feed your body well, your body is healthy, but once you lose your life, that's it. And then the Bible is talking about don't worry too much about your clothes because your body is more important than your clothes. You know? And it's so true. If you don't take care of our body, we get sick all the time, it doesn't matter how expensive the clothes we have in our closet, how nice the belt, the shoes, your pants, your robe, your dresses. It doesn't matter all of that because if your body is sick, none of your clothes matter anymore. The same way, if, if we don't have our names written in the book of life, and the body is so nice, the body is well-dressed, but if we lose life, the body has, has no meaning to it at all. I would love to read in verse 29, but before going to the verse 29, Jesus will start talking about the birds, even though it doesn't do anything for God, but God still feed the birds. Even though flowers, God still dress flowers very nice. They, they are so beautiful. Even they last for only a day, only for a short time. God still care for them. And verse 29 and do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your fathers knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. I, I strongly believe that God is presenting something that is more important something that has purpose attached to it. I believe that every creation has its purpose. That some of them we find out what their purpose are, some of them we have not. I believe that God created the sun because the sun has a purpose. God designed it with a purpose. And once it served its purpose, it's glorifying Him. It is part of His kingdom process. It's part of king, His kingdom uh, design. God created trees, and I strongly believe that tree has its purpose. It is here for a purpose. I strongly believe that God created birds, and it has its 
purpose. Those insects that's flying around, they have their purpose in the design of God. Flowers, grass, it has its purpose. Even though it is very nice and only lasts for a day, but there's something special about it that the fathers provide. What about you and me? What about those that have not yet heard the gospel? I strongly believe that God has purpose for each one of us. God has something in His design that we are all cultivated into His purpose. Of course, God will provide for what we need, but then God expected we do what we are designed to do as well. In the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Can you tell your neighbors that we are to be his witness? And tell the next person, till the, to, till the end of the earth. Till the end of the earth. In fact, I like it. I like the way that grace communicates. You know, even though if you go to the toilet, okay, if you go to the toilet, you come out, you look at the mirror, till the end of the earth. <laughs> I like that. You, you, connect, you cannot forget how important it is to bring the gospel to different nations. I strongly believe that today, it's these many nations. Probably in the next 10 years, there's going to be more. Amen? So God is inviting us to His kingdom business. He's inviting us to invest our time, our resources, our skills, our expertise to something bigger than just our world, but to the globe, to the end of the world. And that part to be played by you and me. Brothers and sisters, if the bird does his job and God satisfied with it and God blessed it, if a flower, very nice, God dress it up and it does its job and God pleases with it. Now, what about you and me? What about us? God invited us to seek His kingdom, to seek the way He wants this world to be. He wants you and me to be His witness, to be His representative. And His witness and His representative cares about something more than the things of this world but the things after this world. Because the things after this world will be internally last. And we will be worshipping the Lord together from people of the earth. Different nations, different tongues, different families. You, I'm not sure of the dress, that part, okay? But for sure, when people started to sing, you will hear different nations. That's what the Bible said. 
And that's the beauty. I think that's, that's, that's the calling that the Lord has for each one of us is to be part of his kingdom, to be his witness. And to be his witness, we have to be there. We have to be there. I strongly encourage, I'm not quite sure of the culture here, but in our church, I would always strongly encourage our church folks to be part of what we are doing on land, not just online, but be part, be part of the community, be part of a small group, be part in serving in a ministry so that we can connect with other people, so that we could understand more, so that we also can be ministered to. We can minister to others, we also can be ministered to. I strongly believe that God has a bigger plan that God wants us to come together as a community so that we can work together, we can serve one another, and we can build one another up to be His fitness to the rest of the world. When God asks us to be His witness, He didn't ask you and me to try our best, to use our energy, to use our thinking, to use our might, to use our ability. Of course, all of that needed. Of course, we need to think. Of course, we need to make strategies. But we're not doing it alone. To be His witness, Jesus said, I will give you my spirit. So there is something that the Lord has given it to you and me, called his, his Spirit, the Holy Spirit, so that we can be His witness, so that we can be His representative, so that we can do the work He called us to do. So don't ever think everything that we are doing is just ourselves alone. New Life has, a, has, has been on this journey for 30 years. This year, actually, in fact, is our 30th anniversary we will be celebrating the end of this month. So many things that God has done throughout the years that clearly shown without His provisions, without His guidance, we cannot do the things that we do. The Lord has always done something unexpectedly when we try to do His will. When we try to be part of His kingdom, God's provide miraculously. God sent resources, God sent people, God sent partner. Thank grace for the partnership with New Life for the last 20 years. And through that, so many things we can do together, which I will be uh, talking more as well. In the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 18 to 20, when Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Again, God sent the disciple to make disciples who make disciples. But he didn't send them just like, yep, you have heard what I have taught you. Just go and teach them. No, he said, I have all the authority. Again, the things that we are doing for his kingdom 
is always connected to Him. He's always inviting us to be part of His bigger plan. And He's there. And then He said, He's for sure, I always be with you. So you, you're doing missions, doing church planning, doing discipleship making. It is in His name. It is with His ability from the behind. So many things that we think that we, we have done all of this. But actually, somebody is behind our back. The Holy Spirit energizes the things that we are doing. In the book of Mark, chapter 6, when, God, when Jesus sent the 12 disciples, He sent them with His power to overcome unclean spirit. In Luke chapter 10, verse 10, again, He sent them two by two to every town. He sent them with the authority. He sent them with power. That's why when they came back and they were so excited, even though the devil submitted to them in His name. They, they, they've done things in His name. They've done things according to what Jesus asked them to do, and there is power. There is some sort of authority, His authority in the believers to do the ministry that He has called us to do. Brothers and sisters, one thing that's really popped up to me is that He sent the, the disciple to places that He will go, to places that he will be there, to places that he has something already in mind, to something that he knew what's going to happen there. God knew what's going to happen in grace. God knows. God already knew what is going to happen in Singapore. God already knows what is happening in Cambodia. God already knows what's going to happen in all of these nations and beyond. And sometimes He's sending you and me there first. I would love to share a testimony with you from about a young man from back 19, 1996, about 30 years ago. And this young man was a school teacher, a physics school teacher back then. But this young man was also looking for extra paid job. So he found a job as a bodyguard. Not, I'm sorry, not a bodyguard, a houseguard. And it happened, the house belonged to a missionaries. And then he works there. And soon enough, there was a short-term team visited Cambodia, the missionary that started New Life. So he got some teams from America and they kind of went out and talked to people, but they also started sharing the gospel to the house guard. And one of the team members handed a small Bible, a New Testament small Bible, to him. And because he wanted to study English, he opened the Bible, and the Bible said, man does not live by bread alone, but from every word from the mouth of God. And this young man was curious, why is that? Because he, he is a, a, a physics teacher, so, you know, when the Bible says, man does not live by bread alone, so is there something else? <laughs> There's something else more to life? 
that made him to be so curious, that made him so like wanted to know what is it about life, just more than eating, just more than bread. He started talking to the missionary team. He started talking to teachers in Bible study groups to explain to him. Soon enough, the verse was explained to him. And long enough to be with the missionaries, he gave his life to the Lord. And after he gave his life to the Lord, things has changed. After he gave his life to the Lord, it was reminded to him that actually when these people start talking to him, why is it so easy for him to get the word of God soak into his heart? It was reminded to him that many years ago, before Paul Pot regime, so this young man went through the regime. He was one of the survivors. That's why if you go to Cambodia today, you will see about 75% of Cambodian around my age and younger. Around his age and above 40 plus is only about 25%. So Cambodia is a very, very young nation at the moment, which is also the harvest is ripe. Amen? Good time. And so this, this man, he, he was reminded that actually somebody had evangelized to him since he was six years old. There was a group of missionaries that came to Cambodia before Popot regimes and starting to share the gospel. He realized that his heart was open to the gospel when he was young. Brothers and sisters, this is the beauty of us being involved in a ministry, sometimes in children's ministry, in youth ministry, in different ministries. You have no idea what God is going to do in people's life over the next years. Maybe you are serving now and you don't see anything much change, but hey, when the word of God is sown into somebody's heart, the word of God will do the job. Okay, the word of God will do the job. It's not you and me. My job and yours are to bring the good news to them. Right? This young man was also part of the program that Grace has been partnering with New Life to help him to grow as church planters and pastor. So Grace has been uh, helping and partnering with New Life for all over the years. Uh, and we have raised uh, pastors, church planters, about 105 of them. And as of today, as of today, there was one time Pastor Richard was counting and he went through the list with the churches and also the, the pastors. 90 plus of them stay. The success rate was really, really nice. You know, um, so I strongly believe when, when, when we do the partnership together, things, more things can be done, right? Amen? And now back to this young man when he was around his 30s. He was, he was so keen of what God has for him. Committed to the local church, was part of the training. He became church planters. He became pastor. And I would like to introduce you that this young man is Pastor Sota. We may have his picture on the screen, but he's also right here. So when I say this young man 30 years ago, I mean that was 30 years ago, right? So you may just like, no, nah, he's not a young man. That was 30 years ago. He was part of the training that we've been partnering with Grace. 
He was one of the pastors. He was one of the church planters that was sponsored back then to be part of our team in the journey that led to evangelism, church planting, bringing the gospel around the country. Not just in Phnom Penh. Our ministry expanded all across Cambodia. 17 provinces and cities over Cambodia. So we can always welcome short-term team. There's always something to do. Amen? Some, some of you may be, well, what are those things that we can be involved if we were to be in Cambodia? Let me show you some pictures. I think we have some pictures on the screen. Yeah. You, see, you see this picture, right? So right here is our skill training program, skill training center. So as part of the church, we also have community projects. And those community projects is to help people with marketable job skills. We want to help young people, especially the university students. After university, they have some sort of skills, a good marketable job skills that they can apply for jobs right after university or while they're doing, uh, uh, doing their university uh, or college or something that they are uh, being trained. So we have about seven to 900 people in this program. So by register, 900. But if you go there, the actual people that are coming from time to time because of the, the time shift, but in the day, it's probably about 700 people coming from different universities in Cambodia. So we have we have wide opportunity to share to university students. So we provide um, language skills, English, Mandarin, Thai. So how many people speak English here? I assume all. <laughs> Mandarin. Yeah, I found some Singaporean don't speak Mandarin. <laughs> Thai. Is there a Thai here? No. Is that because I'm preaching today? <laughs> no. If you speak English, if you speak Mandarin, actually, that's one of the skills that we want to provide to our students. Some of you may say, well, you know, I don't have the teaching certificates. I'm not being trained to do all of that. If you have the skill, if you can use your, your experiences, Share your working experiences. Share your specialties with them. It will help these young people. Some people may say, well, I'm, I'm so young. I'm so early in the job. I don't have any skills. I don't have any specialties yet. Just speaking English, it's also a skill. Just speaking English. You can add the la at the end or without the la. It's okay. It's okay. It's still English. Cambodian, we still accept that as English, right? Now, now we, we want our students to get used to with different accents, with different tones from different countries, people with their accents speaking English. Because in the market, in the real marketplace, people come all over the place. So it is a real skill. Amen? But that's also the opportunity to share the gospel to them as well. Uh, can you go to the, the other slide, please? Yeah, this one. So this group is in a small, smaller class, smaller setting. Compared to the other one was bigger, right? But this one is just a smaller class, a class about 100 people. And two of Gratian's pastor. I start learning the word Gratian now. 
two of the Gracian pastors, Pastor Richard and Pastor Stephen, were there. They're offering the skills, but also sharing the gospel. You know, out of 137 of them gave their life to Christ. 37. 37. That gave some more work for our team, for our youth pastor, okay? For our pastoral care team, for our cell group leaders to harvest. Somebody has sown the seed of faith, the seed of the gospel. Somebody has already planted it. All we need to do, let's water it. Let's help it to grow. This is the power of synergy. This is the power of unity. This is the power of partnership. And Grace has, has been doing this for so many years, not just a skill. Uh, to the previous picture, please. We have, we have some more teams that came to Cambodia over the years. My apology, I should have been able to find all old pictures of some of the previous short-term team, but our show server crashed and we lost everything, so I, I only have the, the most recent pictures, right? So this is the most recent pictures of, of short-term team from Grace. So we have children ministry. You can be part of children ministry. Children ministry, we have different form. We have different type. We have programs that help children to stay in school. We call it supplemental education programs. Help children to, to be doing good. We give them some skill. We give them some tips. And mission short-term team can always be part of this program. We have, we have 300 plus students in our program. On the actual day, on the actual visit, when I say 300 plus, it's only in our proper form of registrations. But the actual work, if you go there, there's always more than uh, 300 students in different provinces, in different cities, in different places. In this program, we are helping children to love their class, to have their commitment to go to the next level in their class because uh, there, there are so many drop-offs in Cambodia when it comes to education. So that's why one of these projects is to help children stay in school, but also giving the opportunity for local pastors and leaders uh, to connect to the family. And some, some of these projects uh, has been really fruitful projects. We have some other projects with children ministers as well is to help children to go to school. There are some children that live uh, with their single parent or single grandparent or a relative because their parents gone somewhere for labor work and therefore they end up living with somebody else which may lead to a risk at some point. Um, and so with this program, we help children to go back to school. Either if they need more school supplies, uh, nutrition, in any other ways. And our local pastor will be working with the family. This also gives the opportunity for our local pastor to connect to the family, not just to the children, but to the children family. We have had some other projects as well, so please move. We have leaders training. We have youth leaders training. We have young adult leaders training. Please go to the next one. Ministering. Praying for people. Ministering to people in different ways. Brothers and sisters, you never know what happened. You, you never know what happened. 
you never know with someone that you're praying with, you could be praying with a person like a sota. Somebody that God has a plan that's going to do things that cannot be in your imaginations. And there are so many testimonies that we have heard. There are so many miracles that has happened over the years through this partnership. Another pictures. Uh, this one is to train the children teachers. Yeah? Go to another one. Another one, please. Yeah, all, all leaders training. Okay, another one. Another one. Another one, please. Yep. These are all teachers, pastors, young leaders training. You, you, you may see their faces young, and they are young, but they're leaders. Somebody has been helping them to grow. Somebody has been praying with them. Somebody that chooses to obey the Lord that I'm going to step out from my comfort zone. Somebody that's willing to say, I'm going to take a risk going to this country. I'm going to take a risk to go to that village. I'm going to take the risk to join on mission teams. And you never know that God is sending you ahead of time. And He will be there. He will be with the people that you are praying with. He will be with the people that you are ministering to. I never thought that I don't have anything to minister to people. I, I, I don't have anything to teach them. You are there when you choose to be there because you obey the Lord. You will be there with His power. You will be there on His behalf. You will be there as His representative. You will be there as His witness. And it is His job to work in you and through you to see that happen. Amen? So you're not there by yourself. When you're on mission trip, when you're on projects, when you're on, on ministry, you are partnering with Him. And I strongly believe and really thank God for grace, pastor, and, and, and leadership that actually see the potential in all of you. I strongly encourage that soul is more important than anything else. And through mission trip, through projects, through ministry in the local church or overseas, there is something in His kingdom that is bigger than our thought, that is bigger than our imaginations. Actually, He wants to do it in you and through you. May I invite you to you all to stand up, please? You know, Moses knew that he was called by God, he was chosen by God. There was a time where he was trying to do things by his power, by his own strength, by his own ability. It didn't work out. And he waited so many years. There's so many situations that kind of drew him away to at one point he was getting older. At one point, he thinks that he was just doing a normal job. Just try to live. Just be a shepherd. Makes living from day to day, feed the family. 
but God has purpose for His creations. God has purpose for each one of us. And He never forgets it. But there's something that God always do is through invita- His invitations. In Moses' case, it was a burning bush. He saw a burning bush, but the bush was not burned. Something strange, something miraculously happened, but not quite sure what it is. You know what I think? If Moses saw that and it didn't bother him to go and check it out, he would not hear the word God called his name, Moses. Moses. He would not hear that. If he saw that, if he just walked away, probably he lost the opportunity to respond to his calling that the Lord has originally had for him. Brothers and sisters, when you start seeing these flags, when you start seeing the videos on the screens, there is something burning over there. There is something burning in Nepal. There is something burning in India. There is something burning in all of these countries. Some of you may, God is inviting you, why don't you go and check it out? Amen? Both people here and both people that are watching online, I encourage you, be involved in ministry, in projects, and on missions. Something is burning. Something God is waving at you. Hey, 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 look here, hey, hey. But each one of us will have to respond. May I ask you to close your eyes and just pray. God, what sort of investment? I'm talking about internally, eternity. I'm talking about soul. Why don't you just ask God, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to respond?